This is a HeadGum Podcast. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. Welcome to the campaign after the campaign. This is not another D&D podcast. Welcome back to Bahumia, everyone. Bahumia. I'm your Dungeon Master, Brian Murphy, joined by Jake Hurwitz. Hard one, Surefoot. Emily Axford. Moonshine Sabin. Dirty, gone, nerdy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Library rat. <laughs> and of course, Caldwell Tanner. Beverly Togol, the fifth eight-hour sleeper whose voice is way deeper. Nice. <laughs> way deeper. Way deeper. It's way deeper now. <laughs> deeper, I said. Yeah. So much. Uh, Bev's a little bit of a late bloomer. I feel like the squeaky voice time isn't like going on 17. Right? <laughs> He's nearly a man. Bev is He's absolutely. a halfling, though. A halfling. Yeah, it's a halfling. We don't know about ha- halfling pubescent voices. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I'm a halfling, but also it fits with my whole theme. I'm covered in wildflowers now. True. Yeah. I'm a late bloomer, but in a cool way. Love that. I'm, I'm yeah. owning it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, covered in flowers and zits. Oh, yeah. The acne has just bloomed. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, that was the kind of sentence that you feel. So that was what was clogging your pores. Yeah, yeah, it's all gone now. Look at that. Just, yeah, just visible white heads that you want him to pop so bad, but he doesn't. And they're flowers now. Oh, I hate this. Put them in a vase. My mom says you're not supposed to pop them. (laughs) You just let them grow, then you put them in a vase and you give them to your mom and you're done with acne forever. I can't wait for this greasy, oily ass fan art. Yeah. Uh, okay, guys, let's Please do... Please no one draw Blooming Zit. I really think I'll puke. <laughs> That's my campaign two character name. <laughs> Blooming Zit. <laughs> All right, guys, let's do a little recap. So last week, Bev and Laszlo the Dragon Turtle arrived on the shores of Galateron where Bev was attacked by the Wraith on the White Horse. Bev survived the encounter, then was picked up by Moonshine, Hard One, and Lucanus, who hurried him back to Gladeholme. There, you spoke with the city leaders who concocted a plan on how to rebuild the city and tasked you with facing Theala when she came back. You got your crew of friends together and reincarnated Gunther, turning him into a very hairy human man. <laughs> that night, Hard One had a dream about King Grimthor Meganis, seeing nice. him swallowed by darkness... <laughs> Hey. So did Moonshine. Nice. Wink, wink. <laughs> Talk about a big stain. Uh, saw him swallowed by darkness as the city of Iron Deep collapsed. Uh, from there, you all went off on personal business. Beverly showed Erdan a plagued sword left behind by the White Wraith, nearly killing Erdan. Um, but Bev managed to save his life, and then Erdan banished the sword to another plane. Moonshine hit the books in an attempt to learn about Theala and to learn a counterspell. Hard One began excavating the ruins of Iron Deep with Jaina, and Beverly performed a ritual with the Druid Circle to take a new oath and become a Green Knight once again. He also got a new Dragon Turtle companion, Jaw Jaw. Yay! Jaw Jaw. And that's where we are now. So we have been breezing through this first couple weeks in Gladeholm here, but we have not spent much time with Hard One, so we are going to start this week with the Bastard of the Mountain. Okay. Um, So Hard One, you have been at it for a few 
few days. This whole first week, you are excavating with the dwarves. So you and a bunch of dwarves are excavating the ruins of Iron Deep. You see the city of Gladeholm has positioned itself in the air over the ruins, so less rain is falling here. You've basically got like a canopy of city above you. That's nice. Would you say I have a glisten, like a sweat glisten? Yes, you've been working really hard. You are sun-kissed. Nice. Although I, the, um, actually go ahead and roll me just a pure luck check because it is definitely pretty foggy. Right, but you still got some UV. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's only a Don't four. Don't rub it in. A four? <laughs> yeah. Can I, um, can I pettily control the weather so yeah. that <laughs> hard one gets less I'm gonna say of you're, a suntan? Sun you are uh, feeling very self-conscious about how pale you're looking and moonshine is jealous of how tan you're looking. So that's wow. what you're at right now. Now. <laughs> all right, that makes sense. Working yeah. outside. The grass is always greener. The skin is always paler. <laughs> yeah, working outside all day, you should be um, tanner than you are, but you're still more so than Moonshine, who's in wow. the library. <laughs> um, so, yes, uh, Balnor, by the way, has just been working out and practicing fighting and stuff. Um, so he's he's getting pumped up. Love that um, for him. <laughs> <laughs> you're uh, fired. I mean, <laughs> Meanwhile, Hardwan is um, excavating uh, his hometown, which was destroyed. Um, so you guys see the city is destroyed, but the mountain has not entirely collapsed. Um, once you spend a few days clearing the rubble and get past the old entryway, uh, you see that while the floor of the first ring has mostly collapsed in and destroyed the ring and the buildings uh, the next level below, the ceiling above you has mostly held. So as you enter, everything on the ceiling and some of the walls still look like the Iron Deep that you know. Like you see these geodes that were up there that were magically infused that uh, lit the city. Um, they're still up there and they're still functioning. Um, but you look down and the first two descending levels of the city are just completely gone. They've collapsed. Uh, so there's just this kind of hole in the middle. Jesus. Uh, there are no signs of light below, but you'll see the occasional building still standing. Some of the middle rings, like three or four stories down, are in a little bit better shape. It looks like maybe the rubble may have like bounced off like the second or third stories and fallen into the center instead of everything just collapsing in on itself. Um, so you and Jaina, and some other dwarves set up ropes and pulleys. Within a few days, you have functional elevators uh, to get deep down where the bodies would have fallen. Um, there are geomancers uh, shaping the rocks to make it easier to navigate, workers repairing existing infrastructure to help, and wizards casting locate object spells to try to find the king's hammer. But even as you guys are able to clear a bunch of the rubble, um, and get deeper into the center of the city and get down towards like where the mines are and like the lower levels, you still cannot find McGannis, even with the help of magic. Um, you see the dwarves are getting frustrated and uh, Jaina is looking around. You guys are both like, you guys are basically like belaying next to each other. And Jaina goes, I thought you said you saw him fall down here. I saw him fall down here. This is where it started. And he <laughs> fell all the way down. Like he was swallowed by darkness. He's, I just think he's deeper. He's deeper than we're able to go right now. I don't know how much longer this is gonna take. We only have, we only have 30 or so more days. In my days at the Dwarfenage, I actually, I dug down into, uh, 
I dug down pretty deep into the. You dug iron, deeper into Iron Deep than, than any, any I was man or dwarf I, before you. Wow, yes, I've heard that, it a few I times. Didn't know I had well, it obviously. You know what? I, and I heard through the rumor mill mm-hmm. that um, you guys were at the base of a tunnel, and that because you had longer arms, a dwarf had you reach oh, in to grab some Who said top, that? some iron ore. Who said that? It was Nerman, and <laughs> okay. he's pretty honest. Yeah, no, Nerman's a solid. Guy. Yeah, he's pretty solid, honestly. <laughs> okay, so just between you and I, me and Nerman dug deeper than any man or dwarf before us, and I got a little deeper than Nerman. Okay. Okay. Well, we could use your skills here, hard one, short one. We could use Nerman's if he's around. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you see him higher up uh, on the pulleys. What are you saying about me, hard one? Just saying how solid you are, brother. (laughs) You're pretty solid yourself, my man. My man. (laughs) Drops a rock by accident. Oops, sorry about that. Hits you in the head. Oh! (laughs) Um, Hard one, as you are down here, as you are um, going deeper and deeper into the mines, and as the geomancers and stuff are searching through the wreckage, you're seeing a lot of dwarven bodies and stuff and a lot of debris from the rings up top that have collapsed, but go ahead and give me an insight check. 18. 18. Hard one, as you guys are belaying down, you look deep below you and you see debris from the collapsing rings and stuff, and you guys have pulled out a lot of bodies and stuff. It still seems like not enough. Like, you guys are having to go down very deep. There is this hole in the middle of the city. But if the top of the city collapsed in on itself, the hole should have refilled. You guys have been pulling up bodies, but you've pulled up like 100 or 200, and you saw in your vision, and you can just, just by the massive numbers of people that you know were lost, of dwarves that you know were lost, you haven't, found that amount of bodies and it's weird you guys are way deeper than you should be maybe maybe the mountain didn't swallow them uh jaina looks up at you what are you what are you what are you talking about we should have found everybody by now you see she thinks about it for a second she looks up at like the upper rings that have collapsed. She looks down below you and she goes, this should be much more shallow. Do you think this is some divine act of retribution or something? Did those dwarves go to Theala in their last moments or something? No dwarves would do that. We're too proud. Most dwarves wouldn't do it, but as we know, there were some people working for the Chosen. So what are you saying? Are you saying that these these dwarves are... I mean, you see she shakes her head. No, McGannis, King McGannis wouldn't do that. Not the man I know. He wouldn't have bent the knee. He couldn't have bent the knee. All right, you know what? That's enough for today. Why don't we go up? Maybe we can talk to some of the other people and see what they think but i i think you're right this is this is strange can i toss one more rock down there you toss one more rock down there all right (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's 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 really deep (laughs) wow Um, you're not gonna make him roll (laughs) um so you guys start climbing back up the pulleys um but as you get about halfway up um, you see that there is a t- 
tunnel that has not collapsed. It looks a little bit more well-maintained. Um, and Jaina sees it, and she goes, oh, no way. Uh, you see she um, swings herself into it, unclips herself, and starts running down the tunnel. Hey, wait, I need to get a little momentum. I start uh, pumping my legs back and forth. Go ahead and make an athletics check. Uh, 21. Uh, hard one, you are able to swing into the tunnel. Um, go ahead and make a history check with advantage as you look in here. And I'll say add your proficiency because it's uh, sort of knowledge about Iron Deep. Okay, so that's 18 if I add my bonus. 18. Um, you have walked down this tunnel before. You know this opens up and takes you to like a fighting pit, to like a coliseum. Okay, I jet after after Jaina. You run after Jaina. Would she know this also? Uh, she would definitely know this. Sweet. Um, you guys run down this tunnel. Um, you follow it, um, and it opens up into a large cavern that has surprisingly not collapsed. And you see that it is this natural coliseum. It's not huge. It's more of a fighting pit, um, but it's got stone seating that wraps around the small arena and a dirt pit in the middle. Um, several of the bleachers have collapsed and some stalactites have fallen from the ceiling uh, into the pit below. But for the most part, it's in decent shape. Um, you see Jaina looks super excited and runs down into the middle of it. And she goes... This is where I won my first tournament. I was there. It was awesome, Jaina. You, uh, you were there. Did you sneak in? Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, I came in with uh, Gemma, but, I, you know, 10 people behind her. We weren't allowed to make eye contact. <laughs> the usual oh <laughs> kind of <God>. thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think my dad caught you guys down here one time under these bleachers. I uh, see she runs oh. over to, like, one of the bleachers. I Oh, yeah. I look at a... a stone under the bleacher where I carved uh, H and G. Yeah, you did, you did it with like a little pick. Mm -hmm. uh, you, uh, you see um, it is done uh, with a lot of care. You see other people have carved their names, like um, other dwarves in love and stuff have put like little hearts and put their initials or put their names, but you take a lot of pride in it because you don't know how to spell, so you really nail the H and the G. <laughs> I learned two letters that day. <laughs> <laughs> And you see uh, Jaina's kind of just uh, looking around, and she sighs, and she goes, Wow, better days. They were. And maybe maybe they helped provide someone with a, an all right day when this town collapsed. Do you think anyone could have survived down here? She looks around, um, and she kind of laughs, and she goes, Well, they're not here now, but maybe it helped some people for a little bit. Can I call out and see if anybody... Found shelter here? Yeah, you uh, you yell out through um, the cave. There's a loud echo. It's pretty clear. It's a small enough room that um, it is a little unlikely that this place survived. It was kind of just like pure luck. There's People probably wouldn't run into tunnels and go deeper mm -hmm. um, if they knew the mountain was collapsing. Uh, this would actually probably be one of the first places. If there was like an event here, they would have evacuated quickly. So there's nobody here. There goes that theory. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Jaina goes, um, you know, I was the only undefeated wrestler in the Iron Deep Coliseum besides Ulfgar, and we never got to fight. Could you imagine how much we would have packed this place if we could have had that showdown? Yeah, could probably, you imagine? Probably would have gone something like this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, go ahead and make uh, an athletics check against Jaina. Oh, 
<laughs> oh shit! That's a crit. 19. Yo, she crit. She got a nat twenty. Dude, <laughs> oh, wow. you go to um tackle her, um and she gets low and she uh, grabs you oh, and fuck. she goes like, oh, you shouldn't have done this. <gasps> okay, I was just kidding. I was kidding. I was kidding. Uh, go ahead and roll initiative. Uh, so I actually. That's another nat twenty. Nice. So you are going to get to go first. So hard one. The way. This is going to work. I, I made wrestling mechanics. Oh! Um, the way <laughs> I this is going to work, gonna do you essentially, thing. you need to essentially win three athletics contests in a row to win. The first athletics check is to, like, get advantage on them, to, like, grab their leg or something. The next one is to, like, take them down. And the last one you get advantage on because you're pinning them. You're already on top of them. Um, so let's go ahead and make our first athletics contest as you go in on her. And she laughs and she's like, I've never lost before and I'm not doing it today. Hey, I've never wrestled in the Coliseum before. Let's see if I can go 1-0. 22. She also got a 22. What? Wow, okay, I so love it. you guys it. tie. Um, oh. Go ahead and do it again. Nat 20. That's... She got Why, a, are you kidding she, me? She legit got a nat 1. Um, <laughs> so I'll say that essentially counts as like two wins. So you successfully... You guys make those funny quips back and forth. You drop super low and do an ankle pick uh, while she's joking around with you and uh, kind of catch her off guard. Um, you throw her on the ground. Go ahead and make an athletics check with advantage. Ooh. Thank God I had advantage. That's a 28. She also got a 28. Oh my God. Uh, do it one more time. Uh, she, you start to, um, you now get into like side control and you're trying to push her shoulder down um, and she is starting to creep back up and getting around to like take your back. 14. She got a 16. So she uh, escapes uh, and gets around back on you. So she has won one against you and she Whew. is starting to uh, try to take you down. Uh, do another athletics check. Shit. Uh, 16. She got a 17. Um, so she now, uh, she is essentially, you went from almost pinning her to her going around and getting your back. She gets behind you and grabs your waist and <laughs> suplexes you back. And now she's trying to uh, oh. pin you. Uh, she's going to roll with advantage. You roll regular. She got a 21. Shout out to the two uh, she suplexes you back. Your shoulders are pinned to the ground for a second. Uh, you see she rolls off. As I'm upside down, I'd like to just look over at the uh, upside down H and G in the underneath the bleachers. Oh. <laughs> just eyes swelling with tears. Eyes swelling with tears. Um, but hard one, you have wrestled um, the champion of the Iron Deep Coliseum, and uh, you nearly pinned her. Damn, Jane, it was a... Uh... It's the honor of my life to lose to you in the Coliseum. Uh, you see Jaina rolls over, um, and she isn't even getting up and bragging. She's just huffing and puffing, laying on the ground, and she goes, you got to give me some warning. Next time you do that, we got to take our armor off and stuff. That was super exhausting. <laughs> oh, my God. You know, we got a lot of time between now and when Theala comes, and this might be the best way I can help you. You think you can teach me to wrestle? I think I can make you a lot stronger. Hey, if if you can teach me how to do that move where you uh, almost broke my neck a second ago, <laughs> I'd really fucking appreciate it. I'd like to do that to Fiala myself. Uh, you see, she walks over. Um, she puts her hand on your shoulder. And then she gets low and tackles you. <laughs> uh, and then we are going to um, fast forward. Um, so hard one, you spend the next few days, you are excavating with Jaina uh, and the dwarves during the day, trying to find stuff. You are training with Jaina at night. 
She oh, is yeah. um, she's showing you wrestling moves and stuff, but overall she's just um, teaching you how to be a stronger fighter. Uh, and then let's cut over to Moonshine. Moonshine, you've spent enough time. You have learned the counter spell. You successfully, right. you are working with um, Lucanus, <laughs> who are, you are super tired. And Lucanus, Lucanus is sobbing. All right, I'm going to cast a cantrip. Try to, uh, try to counter spell it, my dear. Arcane magic, she's doing it. She's really doing it, okay? Ready? I'm going to fireball you. Okay? This is your first counterspell. Okay? All right? Erdan, write this down. I'm truly so tired. Erdan, record this. Excelsior! Cast fireball. Counterspell. Oh! You see it disappears into sand. My daughter! She's a wizard! You're a wizard, Moonshine! Uh, and he, he holds you. You read a book, and you learned from it. You've done it! You've done it, my daughter! Cool. Uh, I think I'm gonna leave the library. <laughs> He's like, in the middle of Lucanus, like, having this breakdown, Moonshine just walks out. I don't think I need to be here anymore. <laughs> Bye. I tipped the librarian. <laughs> Not necessary. Not necessary, but thank you. Uh, platinum. <laughs> they look insanely excited. They buy their own library. <laughs> Can we just clarify that Emily is wearing a blanket and like a comfy sweater right now and absolutely looks like she's been studying in the library. <laughs> committing so hard. I love it. Uh, sweet. Um, so Moonshine, um, what else would you like to do, um, with your, um, time before Theala? I guess I will deal with what I have to deal with. Um, okay. Um, Papa. Yeah? I need you to draw up some legal documents <laughs> for me. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. I need you to... Uh, I don't know what's left of my stump, but I need to, I'd like to transfer it to your name. You see, Papa looks at you confused. And I've also got quite a lot of coin, and I'm going to put it into a little count, and I need you to make sure that that coin finds its way to, you know, youngins and dwarfins and... So they can have a lot of the opportunities that Harwan and I didn't get to have. Okay? He, he shakes his head. He points to you and him. Yes. Um. Papa, you are, you are my best friend, and you are the best part of me. And I am so grateful for... The fact that so much of our lives have been braided together. But where I'm going next, after we beat Theala, which we will, you can't come. Okay? So I just need to make sure that you are taken care of, and I need to make sure that you take care of some people, okay? You see Papa shakes his head. Uh, and scrambles away. All right, that's his right. Um, and I guess now is as good a time as any, so I guess I'll just plane shift into hell. I okay. I can't believe you've done this. 
So Moonshine, you arrive in the Nine Hells atop this blasted plane, blackened rock and ash beneath your feet, exploding geysers of lava in the distance, black clouds and red sky and fire everywhere. You have arrived near Rust's old compound. You see some old broken down war machines and such, the twisted iron fence that once protected it. But you also see that it is being renovated. There are imps and strange devilish necromancers using magic to build a giant keep. It is mostly completed, built of black stone with pyres of fire lit in the finished towers. And you see Pendergreens with the Hellfire crown barking orders at his minions. Build it higher. I need to be able to see every demolition derby across the one health. Uh, and he's like barking at them and everything. And then he turns to the and goes, Oh, hey, Bertrand. Hey, Panda Greens. Hey, how's it going? It's good. Good to see you. Hey, why don't you come on in? Oh, yeah. Show me around. Show me what you're doing right. in the place. Um, he brings you into his new throne room. Um, it's all built of black stone. Um, the only other color is the red orange of the fire. Um, you see that rather than having braziers uh, or torches light the room, both sides of his great hall are just lined with hot coals um, on which stand walls of fire. Um, he gestures to another chair near his throne and he plops down. Um, and you see he's got, uh, yeah, the Hellfire crown on. You see that it's like melting his um, helm away that is like part of his head. Uh, and you see he puts his hand on sort of the bridge of his nose or where his nose would be. He doesn't, he, he's not like corporeal. Uh, and he goes, Oh, I'm going to be honest, Moonshine. This crown is taking its toll on me. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. But again, as I've told you, you're just keeping it warm for me. But I am here because I just need you to hang on for a little bit longer, okay? I just need, like, I need maybe 12 to 14 days. You see Pendagost nods, and he goes, I was thinking, I mean, with your permission, I'd cast chaos on you another time. It might... Increase your willpower for whatever sort of I gotta be honest, the threat of just, like, having my brain explode is helping. (laughs) That's helping me keep me on the straight and It is, right? Yeah, I was thinking it might be helping. Yeah, because before I met you, Moonshine, back when I was the Dark Lord of Shadowfell, I was more conniving and ambitious, Mm -hmm. and the crown is kind of starting to make me feel that way again. Yeah, I know. The way my lifespan works is I'm almost like a lich or like a revenant. Mm-hmm. I'm essentially immortal. When I die, I revert back to a tiny piece of myself, like the fragment of my heart that you found in Shadowfell. In that state, my personality is more malleable. I'm essentially being reborn. Usually, my heart fragment is held by someone conniving, some villain who uses my power and I use them, they help me escape, then I betray them and the cycle continues. But this time you picked me up, 
and you were nice to me for no reason. When you left me here, not only did I not want to betray you, but I didn't want to let you down. I feel the crown changing me. I know. But if I don't wear it, then I'm letting you down. I know. I wish I was not asking this of you, and I promise if I thought there was another way, I would just come down here. And yeah, I mean, I confess that I do have some selfish desires. I want to tie up some loose ends up there, but you know, I, I, I see the world moving on without me. And, and that's for the best. So I, I'm seeing it tie itself up. It doesn't really need me to tie up that much more. But I, I do You see um, Pendergreens puts his hand on your hand and he goes, Moonshine, if you can help me of all people, there are so many people you have left to help. I have thousands of years of penance to pay. I know, but I don't think that that penance is gonna be sufficiently paid if you're wearing a crown that absolutely corrupts your soul. And if anyone's gonna wear that crown, if anyone can wear that crown, I think I'm the best chance we have. Because I'll be coming down here with a heart full of really good memories. And I think that's going to power me for at least a couple thousand years. You see, he nods. And then maybe in a thousand years, I'll have turned into some terrible, wicked version of myself. And you, Pendergreens, will be up there on the surface, being your best self. And you'll come down and shake me out of it. I don't know. I don't know how it's all going to play out, but <sighs> I know that everyone's up there building really nice lives and they're going to be okay. And I just need to help them with this final task. Well, Moonshine, if anybody could wear this crown and have it not corrupt them, then I think it would be you because I couldn't corrupt you and I'm pretty, I'm pretty convincing. <laughs> You made a good, I, yeah, I mean... I usually get people to take the gem, and then they take the gem, and then I say, hey, yeah. let me be your dark lord, and I say, okay, I'll do that. Yeah, I'll and be honest, like, if no, you have been like a super hot tiefling, yeah, it would have actually been way more effective. That's a, that's an easier route into manipulating Some of me. the forces, kind of the collective malice of the one hells is <laughs> in my head right now, kind of yeah. saying, like, I should make myself look hot. But I think I already look hot, so... Yeah, sure, <laughs> Pendergreens. <laughs> sure. You know what? When there's no mirrors, anything goes. Uh, anyway, if I figure out anything, if there's anything I can do to help, I would love for your fate to not be this. Because, honestly, what? I like following you around the sword, and you guys are pretty kick-ass, and... Yeah. I feel like if I can save you, then everything will have been worth it. 
you know, that's that's really sweet, Pendergreens, but yeah, I, I, I don't know anyone else who can do it. And that, yeah, just, I don't know, I guess maybe, what is it like down here? I mean, what do I have to anticipate? Uh, well, I mean, I, I've been down here, right, but yeah. what does it feel like with the crown on and and also maybe the solitude? I think I'm really nervous about the solitude yeah. because even up in Bohemia, I I didn't. I mean, I found people, but you know, I I didn't ever find my person or anything like that. You know, right? Yeah. And then I'll come down here, and then it's like just gonna be me. Well, I'll, I mean, I'll, I'll hang out <laughs> if you need, like, a guard thank, or something. Thank you, Pendergreens, uh, but, I mean, there's only so many video games I can play in a day. Right, yeah. You know. Yeah, I think I'm more of, um, I've lived for a long time. I'm okay with loneliness. And okay. With, so, so you're saying you get used to it. Yeah. Okay. All right, then. And, uh. The weather, I mean, just what, what should I pack? Like sweaters? Um, yeah, or uh, no, no sweatshirts. It's no super sweatshirts. hot. Okay. Tank top, tank maybe. Top. All the tank right, tops. Cool. cool. Actually, speaking of uh, things that you wear, uh, garments and whatnot, yeah. um, I actually made you something, um, oh, but okay. I forgot how kind of how big your neck was. It's, I have a big neck. No, it's just that you're like a human-sized neck, and I'm like eight feet tall and like 500 pounds. So I was like, <laughs> oh. I was like, you're tiny. Right. Um, but anyway, you see, he pulls out this leather choker that has like <laughs> um, uh, spikes on it. What are you trying well, to tell me, Pendergrass? Uh, I, I really <laughs> hope he made too. I stole this off an imp. I thought you would think it was like cool. Oh, okay, Ugh. okay, okay. No, it is definitely cool. But it's really small. It looks like a collar. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. I got someone I can give this to. He's mad at me right now, but uh, maybe this will be a nice conciliatory gift. Oh, who, Balnor, that pencil neck knob? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I wasn't thinking Balnor, but now that you mention it, maybe. (laughs) Although, if I gave this to him, I don't know. It might go to his head. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, then, with your permission, I will cast Gaius one last time. And then I will see you in about 12 days. All right. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm really, I'm really trying. I'm trying, and I mean that. I know you are. I know. I, I'm not trying to imply that you are doing, you are doing more than you this even was should be doing. so much easier when I wanted to be bad. Being good <laughs> sucks ass. <laughs> it sucks. That's just what it comes down to. I'm trying. I'm going to use all of my brain power, <laughs> and I'm going to figure something out, all right? Well, that, you know what? That's a decent amount of power. So Thank bring you. it in. Let's cast chaos the family way, right, and I'll give him a hug. Uh, he gives you a hug. All right. Cast chaos uh, on him. You buy yourself another 30 days. And then um, and, uh, I guess, can I real quick, do you, do you have like sort of a room I could go Zelt's trance in so I can plane shift back? Ugh. Yeah, Just like sort of like a, nur- like a nursing room in an office. <laughs> we should. That would be, you know, in hell, they're not super woke, so they don't do things like that. But oh, okay. why why can't I change that, you know? Yeah. 
song that I put in under my office is now a nursing room. <laughs> you might go in my Great. nursing room. Great. Um, so I go in, I zealous trance. Uh, I come back out, throw him a peace sign, and, and I go uh, to a plane uh, ship. Uh, trying. Yeah. Uh, if when you come back, mm-hmm. if I'm different. I'll kill you, don't worry. Uh, I was going to say, <laughs> just remember me as I am now, because I like who I am when I'm around you. I will do just that. All right. And then you can kill me from, and from being a knob. Yeah, no, if you're yeah. a knob, I'll know that you'll want me to have yeah, killed yeah, you. If I become a knob. If yeah. I if you become a knob, then I'm killing you in honor of who you are today. Oh, thank you. Appreciate it. Right. You know? But, yeah. All right, well, you know, I got some imps to yell uh, out and stuff. And, yeah, okay. Uh, yeah, say how did the imps for me. Of the crown, but, uh, What'd uh, you say? So I'm getting a little despotic because of the crown. Yeah, no, I know, I know. Uh, it's uh, through my scry sword. I have sensed the um, evil pull on your soul. So, yeah, I know. You don't have to say anything. I know it ain't you. Let's just say that both of us know it ain't you. It's not me. It ain't you. Right. I I gotta go try and uh, win Pawpaw back with this super sexy collar. <laughs> All right. All right. Bye, Penner Greens. Goodbye, Moonshine. And then I plane shift back. Moonshine, you plane shift back. Um, uh, you find yourself back in Glade Home. Are you going back to, like, your guy's uh, stupendous stomp, or where are you going? Um, you know, I know, I guess I gave, I gave this stuff to Mama. So, yeah, I think I just find, find places to sleep under stars and whatnot. Okay, you go and you find a place to uh, lay down to rest. Um, and you see, after a little bit, uh, old Cobb struts over and he sits next to you. And he goes, hey, Moonshine, nice hey. night, huh? Yeah, yeah, it is a nice night. Uh, what you wizards and druids can do. End of the world, and you can see the moon. Yeah, well, you know, control weather. It's real powerful stuff. It's real powerful stuff. Yeah, but actually, no, we had nothing to do with this. This is just a nice night. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was trying to take credit for Melora's work. I don't know. I mean, 40 days and 40 nights. Yeah. Hey, look, um, Papa came and was yapping at me. Had a druid cast speak with animals on him. Mm-hmm. Said you were getting your affairs in order. You got plans, youngin? I don't got plans. I got obligations. See, he nods. Yeah, you're damn right. You got obligations. You got obligations to me. You got obligations mm-hmm. to the Crick folk. You mm-hmm. got obligations to Beverly. You got obligations to Hard One. There's a lot of people here look up to you. Yeah, and I'm doing what I need to do to do right by them. All right. All right. We'll just know you got friends. Thank you, Cobb. I appreciate that. 
you ever need anybody to talk to, you come talk to old Cobb. I I might sometime, but I think right now I I don't know that I have it in me to talk. If that's okay. That's all right. Would this be a bad time for me to invite you to my improv show? (laughs) Actually, I think maybe that could be just the thing I need. Uh, Nothing cheers up a person more than an improv comedy show. (laughs) Uh, Okav grabs your hand and um, pulls you into a... um, uh, a tent uh, that uh, as you enter it uh, it is a magnificent showroom and you see there's a stage and you see hard one and I assume you guys have oh, corn. Yeah. show. Corn! <laughs> you need a word, right? Uh, corn would be good. <laughs> um, hard one's there sitting next to Beverly and Balnor. Um, Balnor waves you over Moonshine. Moonshine, come Moonshine, here. Moonshine, come on. Moonshine, you gotta get right, in. Right. Yeah. Sit over here. Oh, get in. Help, me, help me yell corn. <laughs> uh, you see, corn! Oh, corn! Oh, oh, come, come out. All the right, moon. everybody. We're gonna need uh, we're gonna need a uh, a suggestion corn. from the audience. Corn, corn, corn on the cob. Corn. I hear so many people saying corn. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, we are the um, Cricklicks. Uh, <laughs> this is me and uh, Cooter here. Uh, you see, Cooter goes, Ah, hey, what's up? Now that's uh, a level six improviser, huh? <laughs> that's right. Uh, uh, you know what? Uh, why don't we get some volunteers from the audience since this is a tiny improv troupe? Would anybody like to come up and join oh, us? Oh, oh, oh! My uh, hand shoots up. Picks uh, Beverly out of the audience. <laughs> Beverly comes on up. <sighs> I start uh, like doing like little sprints in place, clapping my hands. I'm wearing like a, a white button down for some reason. <laughs> Uh, you think you're going to be discovered. Uh, Beverly, you go on stage. Um, everybody's clapping. Uh, and uh, Old Cobb enters the first scene with you uh, and goes, Damn, that's a lot of corn. <laughs> but not nearly enough. Oh, oh, the corn festival's tomorrow. We haven't made enough corn. Well, what are we going to do? How are we going to get more corn at this hour of the night? Which it is. It is night right now. Uh, you Moonshine, see. this is amazing. Wendy <laughs> Pounder <laughs> just goes, they're just making this up. They're Wait a minute. Ma- Wait a minute. Oh, I feel something in my stomach. Oh, are you pregnant I'm with corn? I'm pregnant with corn. You're pregnant with corn. We'll never see this again. <laughs> It's great. It's just like it's it's a it just it, it you have it and then it goes. It's lightning in a it's bottle. It's just lightning in a bottle. This Egwene, is, I mean, come on, you're not. What the fuck are we doing here? <sighs> Can somebody get me some hot corn water? <laughs> uh, you see, Cooter walks in. Don't worry, I'm a corn doctor. Uh, <laughs> I need a corn doula. <laughs> everyone laughed. Oh, no, sorry, just a corn doctor. I'm going to do a corn section on you. I uh, fall off the bench laughing. <laughs> Balnor is dying, super red face. A corn section. That's freaking hilarious. They both start with C. <laughs> Um, and uh, you guys all uh, go red-faced laughing um, about the dumbest shit as the moonshine crapples with the most difficult decision of her life. My God. Oh, goodness. So um, you guys uh, go to bed for that night. Um, and uh, is there anything else you guys would like to do in the coming days? I got some minor stuff. Okay. Um, I think that while my mom is visiting Gladeholm, uh-huh. um, I ask her for her sticky buns recipe. Oh, yeah, of course, hon. Are you sure? I, I just... Yeah. Come on in. I'll teach you how to cook them. Really? Yeah. 
Uh, oh my gosh. Your mom brings you in. You spend a wonderful afternoon with your mother. Wait, wait, wait. Would it be okay if I invited one more person? Uh, yeah, by all means. I guess I go over to the library, which is where Moonshine's been hanging out, and I say, hey, I've got something that might uh, make... <laughs> hey, hey, are you uh, awake? Are you trancing? Uh, I don't know anymore. <laughs> <laughs> you okay? Yeah, I'm fine. Oh, what time is it? All right, good enough for me. Um, hey, uh, I've got something I think would make your hero's feast just a little better. Okay. Um, I lead her over to... I rip up the book I was reading and <laughs> toss it in the trash, wow. as I do with every book. <laughs> you, no, those are reusable. Oh, what? They're yeah. not single use? No, no, no. It's not like toilet paper or something like that. Oh, dear. No, it's not like toilet leaves. <laughs> I pick up the book from the trash and wipe my ass with it. <laughs> this is exactly like toilet paper. <laughs> Hard one. Uh, actually, yeah. Oh, you're here, too. Come on. Um, you'll enjoy this as well. Oh, I, we I, need I, to... I just came to the library to wipe my ass. Uh, <laughs> Honestly, some of the books I read, not even worth it. You see, the librarian comes up. Um, sir, we banned you from the library. Oh, took away so, no, library my friend card. is rich. Moonshine, I need a coin. It's actually under Papa's name. You have to go to Papa. He's got okay. him a banker now. All right. uh, you see, Papa has, Your state. Papa has not been hanging around Moonshine hmm. the past couple of days. He's been hanging out with a queen. And he's been smoking. That's, that is an emo puzzle. Now, I think it's weird and we should probably bring that up with moonshine but it's pretty cool that the possum is smoking so i'm gonna let it slide for now <laughs> are his claws painted with black nail polish <laughs> dang there's like a little glitter on there too it's great awesome. um but yeah uh we need a taste tester for sure on this one i'll come yeah no i just i just cleaned up i wiped my butt so it's, <laughs> yeah. i mean uh, you guys all rush over to um mama togold's um magnificent hut mm-hmm. uh, and you go into her kitchen and um, she demonstrates for you guys her sticky bun recipe. Um, Moonshine, you may now use uh, sticky buns as part of your hero's feast if you would like. Wow. <laughs> yes, bitch. And I didn't even have to go to the library to do it. <laughs> They're a lot more portable than a wet burrito. Look at that. Yeah. Thank you. Of Thank course. you, Mama Togold. Oh, of course. I, Can I, I teach her to, how to make a hero's feast? Please do. Mama Togold, have you ever cast a sixth level druid spell? <laughs> I'm going to be honest, I have not <laughs> even cast a cantrip. Don't you go to that uh, that class at night where you drink wine and you do the paintings and you yes. cast six-level spells? <laughs> not the last part. Okay, no. all right. I was misinformed. All right. all right, fair enough. But thank you so much. What What are you going to do? Are you going to stay here? I think for now, we'll see kind of how it all turns out. We're all um, we're really pulling for you guys. <laughs> <laughs> thanks. Thanks, Mom. I'll give her like a little hug. Uh, she, uh, she gives you a hug. She gives all you guys a hug. So the last thing that I want to do, uh, and I guess like maybe after Moonshine and Hard One leave uh, the tent, mm-hmm. I linger with my mom for a bit and I'm like, I don't know where dad is exactly or if we'll ever hear from him again. But if he wanted, we could try and reach out to him. I have an okay relationship with the the Dusk Mother, who I guess is kind of his rehabilitator. I'm not sure how it works. Yeah, I if I mean if there's any way to talk to your father, believe me, I'd I would I would love to. I, I miss him very much. Well, let's let's give it a shot, right? All right. Um, she's she will give you the help action. Um, go ahead and make a religion check. I place a plate of sticky buns. Uh, and I, I make a like fairy circle of sticky buns. 
and we stand inside of them. Great. Uh, religion? Yep. That's an at 20. That's an at 20. There Yay. it is. Um, Bev, you close your eyes. You hold your mother's hand. You pray. Um, you use kind of all of the forces of nature, all of the radiant energy of Melora and of Bohemia to reach out to the Dusk Mother, to reach out to your father. And you feel that something is wrong. And with a nat 20, you feel that he is trapped somewhere that is not Shadowfell. There is not one plane between you two. There are two. No, no, no. He is not only not in Shadowfell, but he is somewhere further away than that. Is he in the outer planes? You can't tell. Well, this is not how I wanted this cooking lesson to end. Is he just going to start? Is this going to be like a Ouija board or what do we? Yeah, yeah, it's like that. It's, it's hard to get a clear answer of what's going on, but sometimes vague is good. Sometimes vague right, is good. Yeah, um, but uh, Bev, with that nat 20, uh, some ain't right in Shadowfell. Mm. All right, well, that's, uh, I'm going to put a pin in that. Continue right. my investigations. He's, he's on another plane. It's not easy to communicate with people. Believe me, I've tried. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, sweetie. I love you. I love you. She gives you a kiss. Cool. Um, and then I leave uh, <laughs> also with a huge weight over my head. Yeah. <laughs> hey there, Nadpoles. Did you know that about 75% of people have subscriptions that they've forgot about? Truly, even if you think you have your number of subscriptions under control, you might as well check out Rocket Money just to be sure. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so that you can grow your savings, folks. With Rocket Money, you got full control over all of your subscriptions and a clear view of those expenses. You can see all of your subscriptions in one place, so if there's anything you don't want, Rocket Money will help you cancel it with just a few taps. Rocket Money will even try to negotiate your bills lower for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is submit a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. They will deal with customer service and all those AI chatbots so you don't have to. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and it's saved a total of 500 million in canceled subscriptions. That is saving their members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. So stop wasting money on things that you don't use cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash pawpaw that is rocketmoney.com slash pawpaw rocketmoney.com slash pawpaw thank you everybody Hey there, Nadpoles. This episode is brought to you by Factor. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factor's no prep, no mess meals. You can check out their menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto Friendly. Folks, their fresh, never-frozen meals are ready to eat in just two minutes, so no matter how busy you are, you will always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. Make today the day you kickstart your new routine 
What are you waiting for? With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from, every week you'll always have new flavors to explore. So make your day delicious from breakfast to dessert. Stay fueled with easy and nutritious options and also keep that kitchen time to a minimum. Factors meals are ready in just two minutes so that's no shopping, no prepping, no cooking or cleaning up. Enjoy effortless support for your lifestyle. Head on over to factormeals.com slash pawpaw50 and use the code pawpaw50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code pawpaw50 at factormeals.com slash pawpaw50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Thank you, everybody. Um, sweet. It is going on about three weeks now. Hard one. You guys have not managed to find the hammer or um, King McGannis. I also um, want to specify that I'm putting out a little plate of food for the horse of famine every night. <laughs> Great. I'm assuming um, they're stalking me, so I'm trying to be hospitable. Um, go ahead and give me a perception check. About what kind of food they like? No. <laughs> 26. Uh, you catch Balnor eating the food. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let him. <laughs> Have at it, buddy. He just goes down. This ain't right, but have at it. Um, so you guys reunite. You guys probably haven't been spending as much time together recently, yeah. um, but uh, you guys reunite. You guys don't have Moonshine's um, wand anymore to like create your own space, but you definitely have your own kind of like resting place, your own like little magical cottage. Yeah, one big bed. One big bed. Yeah, there must always be one big bed. Right. <laughs> Hey, hey, gang. What's... Hey, what's up, y'all? <laughs> Sup. Sup. <laughs> Hard one. How's it been going? Uh, yeah, things are good. <laughs> I am, uh, I'm spending every afternoon wrestling. Yeah, and that's nice. pretty... Covered in bruises. Very nice. Yeah, well, yeah, you should see the other guy. <laughs> you should see the other dwarf. Tell you what. No, I mean, Jaina comes around. She looks much better. It's... Yeah, well, I mean, it's a lot of body shots, so she's got armor. Like, um, it's all in her organs. Like, mm-hmm. if we saw her organs, they're all beat up. Yeah, okay. Uh, I mean, look, I'm, like I'm, I'm getting better, but so is she, unfortunately. <laughs> right, yeah. So we're both... Yeah, kind of. We're both getting incrementally stronger, Mm -hmm. and she started stronger. So, hey, fuck you, man. You want (laughs) to (laughs) wrestle? Kind of. I'm feeling wild. Let's do it. Let's fucking go, bud. I'm really tired, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's wrestled a lot. Balnor, you wrestle me. Yeah, uh, um, Balnor's been um, uh, getting pretty jacked himself. Balnor's just been working out this whole time. (laughs) I know we got to fight the island. I'm not going to be using my brain. (laughs) No one. No one's using their brain for this. Um, that's a 28 on the first athletics check. Okay, that's going to be... Oh, just a 19. 19. Uh, He starts to overtake you. Do another one. Oh, my God. Oh, God. That's only a 10 for me. 27. He throws you down. Okay, Um, he's a Baldor. He's a a teenager. (laughs) No, he wants to wrestle. He thinks he's a big guy now that his voice changed. (laughs) Um, Oh, my God. Uh, Beverly, use your nails. Go ahead and roll one time. He's trying to pin you. Uh, but he rolled a nat 20, so you got to roll a nat 20 to not. Uh, that's a 13. Uh, he pins you down. I, count it. Count it, hard one. One, two, three. One, two, All three. Right. Let him up. God He's damn done. it. Uh, uh, I'm fine. Yeah, good. I push him a little bit. <laughs> All right. All right. I play I go to the fridge and get some milk. <laughs> Just drink right. it out of the carton. So what's, what's going on with everybody? Yeah, Moonshine. Um, I learned counterspell. That's it? 
I mean, it, it's a feat as a druid <laughs> no, to learn counterspell. Oh, I didn't mean it like that. I'm sorry. Oh, I see. I see. Just yeah, just fucking studying in the library, banging my head against a wall, absorbing so many words. God, there are so many words, oh, yeah. and yet they are so inadequate compared to other forms of communication sure yeah i mean they they form one part of the tapestry of expression yeah but it's a small part yeah that, y'all have taught me that but you know yeah so what about you well <laughs> i tried to uh commune with my dad mm-hmm. you know i wanted to check in with him see how uh things were treating him in Shadowfell, and i don't know if he's even there He's somewhere else. He's what? Yeah, I think he might be trapped somewhere. Shadowfell. Maybe we can. Maybe we can scry on my mom. I wanted to. I wanted to check in with her before. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe we can. Maybe we can get a little sense of what's going on down there. Yeah. Uh, Sweet. Um, Hard one. You, with the help of Moonshine, uh, you guys use Rosaline. You attempt to scry on your mother. And got to scry your mom. The same thing happens. There is a what? barrier. Um, you are weird. not able to see. She usually takes my call. All right. Well, Maybe I guess she... I'll just plane shift to Shadowfell. Oh. Can you bring? Can, can we bring? Can we come? Yeah. I mean, if, cool. unless y'all are busy, I'm just oh, saying. No. Like, I could also just dip, dip there. Zealot's trance. Dip back. Just well, see what's well, going on. See if it's just that like some branch is caught up in the antennae of the you, scry. You might as well all dip yeah, together. You shouldn't go alone. If, okay. Yeah. If there's danger. All right. Y'all got a specific place you want to go? Oh, throne wherever room? you're. The Probably throne the room. palace. Yeah. yeah. The ember yeah. heaven. Yeah. Sweet. Let's get some of that soup in Grimhawk first. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys plane shift. Um, you arrive in Shadowfell in the throne room of Ember Heaven. Uh, the blood star has set. The room is dark, save for a few torches, but a lot of them are out um, mm-hmm. because there is a strong breeze here. You look at where the window was behind the throne, where you can usually see the blood star um, during the day, uh, and the window has been shattered. You see dead bodies and weapons strewn about. It looks like there was a fight here. Okay, so mom hasn't been redecorating. This is just a bad situation. Yeah. Can we scry on her now? Let's try and scry on her now that mm. we're in the same plane. Sweet. Um, you try to scry on her. There is some kind of block on it. Still. Still. Um, can we? Can I look at the bodies? What kind yeah. of yeah? Go ahead and make a investigate check or like a perception or insight as you guys go around. Nat twenty. Nat 20? Mm. Yeah. Nat 1. Ooh. I got a nat 2. Moonshine, you just give a, a thousand bleary. yard stare. <laughs> looking out the window. From the On game, honestly. <laughs> Damn, that library really tuckered you out, huh, yeah. nerd? Yeah. <laughs> You're a nerd. It's not, it's not fun. All right. <laughs> I'm sorry, what did you say? Forget it. <laughs> Man, she, uh, she really hates books. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she's uh weird. I don't know. She's not. Why isn't she talking back? I don't know. I, don't know. I thought it was like I punched her in the arm before, and she didn't punch me back. I just felt like I was abusing somebody. Yeah. Oh, whoops! Sorry, I punched Balnor in the arm. Hey, <laughs> ow! That was hard as hell. Jesus Christ! <laughs> you just wallop. But muscles have an atrophy. That's good. Um, hard one. You look around and you see that these bodies 
are from your mother's shadow guard. The like, um, the dudes that um, wore the black armor, uh, like deanimated skeletons and stuff. You see the damage that was done to them does not look like it was made by any kind of regular weapon. And with a nat 20, you can guess who probably did this. Stiala? No. <laughs> of course. Oh. The Wraith, who is coming for you. Is death. Death. Oh, fuck me. It's it's this vendetta that this horse has against me. Ugh. Oh. You think it's maybe the rider as well? I don't know, really, but I know that the horse has it out for me. Okay. Uh, death came from my mother. Can I cast Locate Creature to find try and find oh, nice. Lydia? You cast Locate Creature. Yeah. <clears throat> it's within a thousand feet, right? Yeah. She is not here. And I will even say, you guys look out the window and you look around and you see that the city is mostly abandoned. It does not look like the cataclysm it hit here. It looks like this is mostly intact, but you do see other deanimated skeletons. You see werewolves that have been killed, vampires that have been killed. Death came here. These horsemen are nothing but trouble. We got to... Have y'all not a, been leaving out food for your horsemen? No. I, I put up some like potpourri around the campus uh-huh. to try and like ward off uh, you know, plague and whatnot. See, my feeling is we feed the horses, mm-hmm. turn them against the riders. That's a good idea. We don't yeah. know what the horses' agendas are. I've yeah. been eating the horsemen food. <laughs> I know, Valmar. <laughs> it's really obvious. Is it? I don't know why you do it on all fours. <laughs> You are getting jacked. I, that's what I figured. I, I ate be, it one night. If I could be candid with everyone. Yeah, I was whatever like, he's doing is working. I was like, I All think right, this I'll is. I'll make horse food for everyone. Is it, should, is it like, are you having like a fourth meal? Is that what's going yeah, on? Yeah, that's what I think. It's like I'm All waking right. up and I'm bulking because I got Moonshine's horseman meal. <laughs> Look, did this death horse make off with Beverly's dad too? Go ahead and make a perception check. Did he put my dad in a gym too? 16. 24. Yeah, 12. Moonshine, you look down at the city below out of the window and you see amongst the the dead there is this little like gray goblin dude um, with yellow eyes that like peeks around like a corner, like looking around to see if whatever danger is gone and then starts like scrambling away down the street. Uh, I guess I just chase a tree stride, <laughs> a tree stride after him. Um, you tree stride and you appear in front of this little dude. Uh, wh- what the fuck? What the fuck are you doing? I block his way. Um, who are you working for? I, I, I work for the Dark Lord of Shadowfell, Lydia Stormborn. Okay. Where is she now? Uh, you see he's super nervous, looking in all directions for danger, but then sees that it's kind of just you uh, and takes a deep breath, and he goes, she took a bunch of people. She took most of her shadow garden stuff. She was going to Deep Hollow. She said that she needed to help somebody. Where is Deep Hollow? Deep Hollow is west of here. All right, well, leave me and my friends. 
did you do to friends? It would take me weeks to get there. I'm a little gremlin. <laughs> I, I just caught up to Moonshine. Yeah. Yeah. Hard, hard one and Beverly Rundown. How many How many miles from here is it? All right. Well, first or off, many we got to hide because there's this, after she left, there's this crazy fucker that's flying around. He's got a horse that flies and he's just been killing everybody. The horse he's been is banished. the crazy fucker. Ban- <laughs> we don't have to worry about the guy. Everybody. No, no, no. no. We got we to gotta worry about the guy. The guy was able to, he, he said, uh, I am death and this is unnatural. Oh, sure, dead, that wasn't the, the horse. Dead, the dead should not be walking. It, uh, you know what? Actually, his mouth didn't move. It could have been the horse. Okay, uh, all right. So we're saying the horse. So the horse camp comes out and the horse goes, ah. death should not be walking. I am the Lord of death um, and banishes a bunch of people. So a bunch of people here disappear. The ones that don't disappear, he just starts slashing through and they go away. I, I hit. I, I got out of dodge. Okay. Where's Hi. this horse now? And how did he get so good at ventriloquism? I don't know where the horse went, but I hope he's far, far away from here. Well, it sounds like the only safe place for any of us is Deep Hollow, right? Well, I can't get us there uh, just yet. I'm sure I could try and plane shift us there, but I don't have teleport or anything like that. I could personally tree stride there myself, but... So you see, uh, as you mentioned, casting a spell to get there or whatever, he goes, look, I don't, I don't, know, I don't know what your abilities are or anything, but... Uh, Deep Hollow is super far away. We've got this city, then there's a valley, there's a bunch of mountains and crazy shit in there, and then Deep Hollow, you don't want to go there. That's a giant, uh, it's a, a haunted city within a mountain. Yeah, honestly, that sound. We've done, yeah. we have literally been to hell. Right, that's standard. That's mm-hmm. standard. All right. If a city inside a mountain isn't haunted, I'm kind of like, what's up? Right, what's the point? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, by the way, she spent the last fucking three weeks in a library. You think anything yeah. scares her now? Yeah, you want to talk about haunted? I'm so sorry. You want to talk I'm about truly so sorry. hell? <laughs> truly so sorry. Anyway, you might want to watch out for that death guy, because the death guy came here, and he was looking for Lydia. And um, I think uh, likely somebody spilled the beans. Not me. So do you think uh, the death I was guy- hiding? Okay. Um, I would have spilled the beans if I were caught. <laughs> so in your expert <laughs> opinion, super yes. honest. Would, do you think that the death guy is headed towards Lydia in Deep Hollow? I think that is likely. And he's moving real fast, ain't he? Yeah. Probably not as fast as a turtle, but like similarly fast, I would say. Yeah. I'm going to go back to hiding, if that's okay with everyone. Suit yourself. Okay. Uh, yeah. do we, what's fast? Should we just have you zealous trance? Should we just get you a fucking nursing so room? So that we can plane shift? Can we plane shift to another spot on a plane? Yeah, but I got, oh. a, I got a zealous trance to okay. get it back. Well, I'm trying to see if wind, go. if I could keep stopping, stalking wind walk. I could probably just like say something really inspiring to Jaw Jaw. <laughs> Let me, let me take him for a test. All right. How, Fasten some ready? spurs onto yeah, your boots. Yeah, All right. How, like, from, we're going to do a 40-yard sprint, okay? Right. Or I guess a 40-yard swim for you. You kind of swim through the air? Yeah. All right. Uh, he does a spectral float through the air. Um, Great. And he begins swimming. Um, he can fly. Cool. He is stronger mm-hmm. than most other mounts that you would get with um, a fine greater steed. Yeah. But he is a little bit slower. He has um, 25 speed. That's my speed. Does he get the benefit of my yippy skippy boots? Uh, sure, yeah. Okay, so he starts cool. going fifty. Uh, he uh, kicks his yippy skippy uh, turtle feet. <laughs> I like look back at Hard One and Moonshine. I'm like, uh, this is pretty good. 
Moonshine, oh. have you not started zealous trancing yet? <laughs> All right, y'all, we're finally using this. It takes a minute to cast, but I'm going to cast Windwalk. You and up to 10 willing creatures you see, you can see within range assume a gaseous form for the duration, appearing as wisps of cloud. <laughs> While in this cloud form, a creature has a flying speed of 300 feet and has Whoa. resistance to damage from non-magical weapons. The only actions a creature can take in this form are the dash action or to revert to normal form. I get uh, to be a sulfur boy again. <laughs> Beverly is 40 yards away on Jaw Jaw. <laughs> Come what? on, we'll, we'll get there in five days. <laughs> Onward, Jaw Jaw. Uh, Moonshine casts Windwalk, and uh, you guys all turn into puffs of smoke and begin jetting through the air. Dope. It takes like a full day of travel, like a really long, like 16-hour day. Mm. Um, and as you're flying over the mountains below, um, hard one, you begin to recognize where you guys are approaching. Is this the, the inverse of oh. Iron Deep? This is the inverse of Iron Deep. Hard one, go ahead and give me an insight check. 14. 14. Uh, yes, uh, you realize that you guys are heading towards the reflection of Iron Deep. So you guys make your way through the deep, hollow mountains, uh, this gray, bleak landscape below you, devoid of life, uh, until finally you reach the entrance to the mountain city. Hard one, you recognize it immediately. It looks like a grim version of Iron Deep. The city you grew up in um, had a tall entryway with like beautiful dwarven architecture, uh, the stonework that blended um, seamlessly into the natural stone of the mountain. There were giant statues of dwarven kings and queens and legendary warriors. Um, but here, this entrance looks like a glorified cave. The mouth is just as wide as the grand entrance of Iron Deep, but there is no stonework, just jagged rocks that jut out around the outside of the entrance like claws preparing to clutch you as you enter. Another upsetting version of a homecoming. <laughs> uh, it is very dark out. You guys traveled for so long, and the blood star of Shadowfell only rises for so long each day, so it is come and gone. Uh, you would have missed the entrance to Deep Hollow had you not been so intimately familiar with Iron Deep, uh, and the city is poorly marked. Uh, but you do see two braziers uh, on a platform outside the entrance, and they are burning blue flame. Uh, you also see a glowing blue light coming from inside the city. Everyone go ahead and give me perception checks. 28. Gonna reroll that one. <laughs> uh, 12. Okay. 17. Bev and Hard One. Um, well, Bev, you just see, you're just like, wow, blue, this is kind of rad. Huh. Normally it's red. Well, it looks good. You'd think that, <laughs> you'd think that fire would be red, but it's, it's, it's blue. <laughs> is this me talking to Balnor? Yeah. <laughs> the halflings are just, up with that? are just stunned. <laughs> I, I need to get this for my room. I think I'm talking to Balnor and I say, well, it's like Dad, I said, uh, red star at day, that's not okay. Red star at night, also bad. Right. Um, <laughs> Hard one, you see that, um, you see coming off of the blue flame, like as the flame licks touch the air, it almost looks like little ghostly forms. And you can just make out a ghostly figure going into the cave. And Moonshine, with that high of a perception check, yeah. you see it is the ghost of Gunther as a bear. 
he came back as a human before, but you see the bear form of Gunther going into this cave. Can I just try to catch up with the ghost of Gunther and try and talk to him? Sweet. Um, you guys, I'm going to say you guys are pretty far away right now because I don't think you would have landed on a platform mm. right in front of this um, city. Okay. Um, but you do see Gunther disappears huh. into the cave. Are you Y'all, rushing into I the cave? I do not think that is right because that ain't the way reincarnation works. Gunther's spirit should not be untethered. It should be... Still inside him, right? Still inside the human body that... Right. Okay, well, it bothers me that he's going into the uh, keep where my mom is right now, so let's see let's if we can go. rush okay. up there. Yep, yep, yep. Um, I no longer have wood elf magic, so I did have to stock this, but mm. I'm going to cast Pass Without Trace on Great. us. Great. Sweet. Um, are we rushing, Andrew? Do we have a moment to prepare stuff? I think we rush to the mouth of it and mm-hmm. then stealth in, unless y'all want to just no, that sounds guns good to blazing. Uh, I was just going to maybe take a beat to uh, put maybe about... 40-ish HP into my book and give it to hard one. Great. Cool. Just to have. Tight. Yeah. And then Um, I guess I'll fungal form. Great. why not? Moonshine, you sure you don't want this book? You're the nerd. (laughs) Oh, wait, there's a lot of HP in here. I Um, punch him in the face. (laughs) Ow! Wow, she started fighting back and it's it's been painful. (laughs) What's the matter with you? (laughs) Oh, you're getting blood on the book. It's helping. Whoa, weird. Can I take a torch and light it with the oh. blue light of this brazier? Like, sure. Can I grab like a nice Shadowfell sapling? You're not going to sp- be stealthing if you go up and do that. Mm, that's a good call. It just seems so cool to rock and walk around with blue fire. <laughs> Should we go braziers blazing? Yeah. I just want to light a torch with this blue bra- brazier. Sweet. Nice. <laughs> um, All right, then. Fuck the stealth. Sweet. Um, you guys don't cast Pass Without Trace. You guys take some like kindling out of your pack, um, hold sticks over the braziers, and um, you guys now have these blue torches. That's cool. Nice. This is you know great. What? I need I need this for the room. You <laughs> know what we ought to do is now, can I cast Locate Creature on Lydia? Oh. Yes. Yeah, so I'm going I'm to cast Locate Creature on Lydia right We have now. hard one. Who is- I also <laughs> could cast Locate Object on the hammer if you if you want to do that. Oh. I, let's, I pri- I'll prioritize my mama. Okay. Okay. But you cast Locate Creature on Lydia. I am going to need you to go ahead and roll me an Arcana check. Arcana. Okay. Can I help? Because this is, uh, you can help. <laughs> Thank you. Um, You're going to help me find is, your mom? <laughs> yeah. This is not the... You're just describing what <laughs> she looks like, even though I already know it. She like dark hair. She looks like me, yeah, but no, without I remember. a beard She's like kind of hot. Yeah. Right. Oh, well, sorry. I mean, I'm kind of hot. Yeah, yeah exactly. No, I'm just saying... <laughs> Never been described as kind of hot. I actually was talking about her. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right, then. That's going to be 26. 26. You get a sense that she is here, Mm -hmm. not in her corporeal form. So where is she? Uh, You getting anything? she might be here. Right, which way? Thank God, I was worried. <laughs> As a spirit, she's got a lot of spirit, a lot of spunk. That's my mom. <laughs> uh, which direction, though? Uh, do I know what direction her incorporeal uh, form in is? In and down. Down. 
Okay, we're starting to. I'm get a, a sinking feeling in my stomach. Let's um. Well, sink with it, because okay. that's Don't, the direction we're going. I would cool. just appreciate if you wouldn't wipe your tears on the pages of the book. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Moonshine. Can you hit me in the Honestly, face again? <laughs> I punch the tears off your face. <laughs> 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 Um, so you guys enter Deep Hollow and find it filled with glowing blue ghosts that light up the dark cave like fish in an aquarium. All of these oh. ethereal beings, mostly faceless, uh, just gliding from one place to another, not paying you any mind. Um, hard one, you see that Deep Hollow is set up like Iron Deep with structures built on rings around the city that descend to lower ones as you get deeper down the mountain. However, you see that in the middle of this top ring where there should be like a huge hole leading down to the lower rings, it is full of debris like Iron Deep should be. Uh, guys, go ahead and give me a perception check. Cool. Nat one. <laughs> Oh, nat 20. Nice. <laughs> oh. um, Beverly, there you it is. see um, amongst uh, most of these ghosts are faceless, like some kind of spectral beings that have long since lost their memory of their mortal form. Mm -hmm. You see amongst them is Gunther, and you see he is um, over the debris in the middle of this area of the city and sinks down. Does he catch our eyes at all? Nope. Okay. Can I? Can I just sh shout Gunther? Um, you shout Gunther. Just to see <laughs> so if he flinches yeah. or anything like that. Um, you do not get a response. Okay. Um, but you do see that a few of the ghosts like kind of turn and look at you, confused. Where y'all um, headed? Where's the party? <laughs> you catch any of that? Not much. <laughs> all right. They said down. I think. <laughs> Are any of these ghost animals? Can I cast speak with animals on these ghosts? Um, you do not see any animals. Okay. Um, but also, um, you also see amongst the swirling mass of ghosts uh, appearing in different places as if hopping kind of between them, like inhabiting the ghosts, <sighs> is the wraith on the pale horse. He's ghost striding. They can all do it. Damn, uh, you see, so much shit. Its, it's cloak <laughs> uh, covers its face and it wields a scythe. Um, and you guys hear its voice uh, simultaneously echoing through the cave and also sounding like it's right over your shoulder, somebody whispering into your ear. Mm. Hard one, sure fun. Whoa. Sup? <laughs> you should be dead. Yeah, looks like you can't do your job right, can you? <laughs> the reason I can't do my job because people like Beverly and Moonshine break the laws of death. Careful, you're talking about my family. You disrupt the balance. But while I walk the material plane and its reflections, you will obey my rules. I have thwarted your recent attempt and am restoring balance as we speak. You see the ghosts that have been floating around this cave suddenly swirl and come together to form a projection, an image. You see red 
in his bed, eyes wide and frozen with fear. Easy, you pale fuck. It's too late. He's not breathing. He's dead. His eyes are not blinking. They stay open for an unnaturally long time, and there is no rise in his chest. Hovering over him is the man you thought to be Gunther, this hairy, imposing figure possessed by an avatar of death. You see a copy of the wraith floating around him like an aura and holding the scythe. Okay, all right, you whispery fucker. I'm hearing this too, right? Or it's just hard one hearing this? You're hearing this too. Okay, oh. wasn't sure if I was eavesdropping or not, yeah. but I'm getting in on this. Did you hijack my reincarnate or something? That's right. You hijacked the very laws of death. Oh, did I? Because the way I see it, what Theala's doing is far more hijacking the laws of death. If anything, I'm righting her wrongs. Yeah, you're just picking and choosing which rules you want to play by. You're obviously confused, man. You should read a dang book. I read many books. (laughs) I do not worship Theala. We love reading books. You should read more books. You obviously are very not well read. He's on a horse, right? He is on a ghostly wraith. If you try to, like, speak to animals, it's not going to work. <laughs> right, but what if I try to dominate beast the wraith? <laughs> he's not. He's, uh, uh, he's a, a ghost. Um, as we're <laughs> talking to this wraith and kind of, like, as we're kind of, like, witnessing this scene, um, I kind of, like, lean over to Moonshine and, like, put a reaffirming hand on the small of her back okay. uh, and cast Death Ward. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, come after me, huh? <laughs> oh, I will. Yeah, come after her. This is just one that I've taken from you today. But you owe me more. Why don't you come try to take us then? Well, Can I just understand? I'm sorry. At what point did Theala take you aside and say, Hey, y'all want to come work with me? What, what did that go down like? Just walk me through it. I'm so curious. <laughs> yeah, when she was like, hey, horse guys, can you be on my side? Yeah, yeah, when she was like, hey, death, you're so concerned about defending the natural order of death. I'm going to create an artificial mass extinction, and you're going to be on board with that. I was summoned. I am death. You can take it up with the other three if you have a problem with the way they do things. No, I'm really just bumping up against the you're way you're talking. bumping up against I'm me. Bumping up against you okay. the way you're talking well, about Well, I have a deal for you. All right. The four of you can all go quietly into the light. And then I won't take any more of your friends tonight. We're going to need to make that deal in person. What? We're not going to make a deal with someone who's dancing around a bunch of their puppets. You gotta come here and we'll make that deal face to face. We're ready for you. Bev, I think he I'm, might just be a ghost. I'm, I'm right here. Yeah, I think this is as here. Oh, this is as real as it gets. Yeah, I'm just all over the place. I'm super powerful. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. How about this? You know what? We'll take that deal if you also teach me how to corpse stride. <laughs> you will die here today. And so will many of your friends who are asleep in their beds. And that's where we'll end. No. Oh, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Wait a second! I was just doing all that trash talk while I looked at my spells. <laughs> it's, sorry. I want to fight He's, this guy. Yeah. 
<laughs> next week, guys. <laughs> that was just me buying time so I could look at which spells to use. I thought it was parlor tricks. Nope. Oh, dang. Um, he killed Red and he's going to kill your other friends. Okay. Oh, Jesus. Right. End times are fun, aren't they? <laughs> oh, my God. Here I thought we had dodged a bullet by getting rid of that plague sword, but mm, nope. There are... I guess I shouldn't cast reincarnate anymore. <laughs> well, you want to reincarnate? I still might die. I want to be reincarnated. <laughs> yeah, hold on to that one. Sweet. Um, well, guys. Uh, we'll complain on the short rest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Check out the short rest. Patreon.com slash nadpod. That's N A D D P O D. Don't sing yet. Sure. Um, and, um, yeah, uh, what do we have to plug, guys? Oh, I would like to plug uh, our P.O. Box once more. We have so many goodies uh, that have been sent to us, uh, and I would like to shout out all those fine folks. First up is Eli, who sent us a Christmas card. Best of luck to your halfling paladin, Sir Mordecai, on their adventures, Eli, and thank you so much. Uh, next up, we got the Choa family. Uh, I think that's how... That's pronounced. Uh, they sent us a Christmas card. Uh, Kate and Mark also sent us a Christmas card. Susie and Brian sent us a nice letter and some cool stickers. Danny S. sent us a big stack of updated character portraits and a nice note telling us to come to Arizona. Um, Danny, Phoenix, baby. Yeah, we're we going to love your yeah. art. We're definitely going to be there. We're going to do a Phoenix show eventually. Thank you so much. Uh, Caitlin, the Canadian hermit, sent us uh, a big bundle of fun stuff. Some mushroom, a mushroom papercraft Christmas card for Emily. Um <laughs> Oh, Caitlin also has a drow named Mint Chip Moon Drizzle and uh, wants to know about the drow of Bohemia, what they're like. Uh, I think you guys met a few. The hounds were drow. Okay. Ooh, uh, great. Yeah. And then uh, there were some in the Fae Wild mm -hmm. that I think were fighting for the Unsealy. So the Unsealy are now good guys because of Princess Jovier. So you're all good. The drow nice. are great. The drow are chill. And also, Caitlin made a really cool um, uh, video game. Yes. Is like really into video game development. Mm -hmm. It's at mentalpop.ca slash video. And we watched it. It's Grabby Paws. It's about a sassy little raccoon who's like going on a heist. And it's great. I would, I would definitely like to try yeah. and write some music for it. I can't wait to play that game. Um, next up, we have Olivia, uh, who sent us a sassy, because I'm the DM, that's why mug <laughs> for Brian to drink out of. Yeah. Hell yeah. Wow. Uh, Kayla R. sent us a nice letter and invited us to their wedding. Uh, wants us there. to come to Atlanta again. So cool. we'll add that to our wedding tour. Just another stop. Can't wait. Uh, ben and Natalie sent us a save the date for their wedding in Olympic Valley, California. So everyone um, knows I'm weird at weddings. <laughs> right, yeah. I, I dress very inappropriately. Mm -hmm. I do like a t-shirt and a blazer kind of look. I'm the who invited that guy guy. Mm -hmm. I'm the makes a toast even though they're not supposed to guy. <laughs> I did a, I did the worm at the last wedding I went to and I cracked my sternum on the dance floor. I cut it off in a stretch. Paramedics had to come in. <laughs> they were howling. And the paramedics oh, demanded they each get a plate. <laughs> I demand to be carried out by the groom. <laughs> Across the threshold into an ambulance. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we also have something from uh, Only M. Uh, they sent us some very cool ink drawings of our characters. Thank you so much for those. They're really yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, Alex and Jessica H. sent us uh, a high carbon alloy A2 knife. Okay. Very cool. Very, very sharp. Rad. You threw me around. Fully scared of it. Fucking dope. And Caitlin H. sent us a painting of Kugrash, uh, a holiday card, and a couple copies of their beautiful oh, psychedelic paw paw print. Oh my God. Caitlin's art is amazing. It's yeah. wild, y'all. Yeah. Uh, do we have uh, her website? Stuff. I do. It yeah. is Caitlin Hackett. That's with two T's at the end of Hackett.com. Caitlin Hackett.com. Uh, incredible art. Please check it out. Thank you all so, so much for sending us Thank stuff. Thank you. 
If you would like to send us something, it is 1920 Hillhurst Avenue, number 222, Los Feliz, California, 90027. I decided to stare at Jake while I said that. Oh, I, yeah, I apologize. I wasn't looking back in your eyes. <laughs> it seemed was, like an invitation, like meet me at the P.O. box exactly. after we record. I was winking in Morse code. Sweet. Missed the whole thing. See you there, brother. Uh, that's me. Sweet. Uh, Jake, what do you got? Um, you know, I'm going to plug my sister. My sister Rachel has a band and their album is coming out, I think, sometime around now-ish. Uh, right. So if you check out Honey Magpie on Honey Spotify, Magpie. you can follow them. And you'll if the album's not out, you can listen to it when it drops. I would say that that album Amazing. is the goat. It is the goat. Uh. <laughs> their single Undecided is really good. Uh, <laughs> I got it. I listened to it while I got ready last uh, Saturday. Ooh, it pumped cute. me up. <laughs> nice. Uh, sweet guys, and follow us on Twitter at chmurfisme, at Caldys Caldwell, at Eaxford is Emily, and at Jake Roots is Jake. And yep. you can tweet about the show using hashtag NADPOD, that's N A D D P O D. We are, we are the youth of the nation. We are, we are the youth of the nation. Is my mom dead, man? It's the end of the show, everybody, and that means we need to shout out our benevolent Council of Elders. Y'all so sweet. Starting with Brad D., Dylan B., Danny P., Steelbreaker, and Jack L., the improv team that was scheduled to perform after Old Cobb. Unfortunately, his set was so incredible it made them all instantly abandon comedy and enroll in law school. Next up, we got Beardman Dan, Adam R., Danielle the Dastardly Dame, Alucard, and Alexander T., a crew of dwarven blacksmiths who created a foldable lightweight metal chair that has revolutionized the sport of dwarven wrestling. The smiths speculate that the chair could also be used for sitting in, but their theory has yet to be tested. Haldor Frostback, Jordan DJ, Jeffrey S., Cutter W., and Andrew M., five cool elven teens who invited Papa and Egwene to join their crew. They now spend their days smoking tiny magic wands and wild shaping into chickens so they can egg Erdan's hut. Schubert the Mushroom, Elena C., Mixologist Michael McDee, and Balnor's Boy, a group of cricketeers Beverly hired to wax Jaw Jaw's shell. He paid them each five brown leaves, which accidentally upended the crick economy and sent Glade home into a massive financial depression. Justin I., Jacob C., Elena M., and Dana G., the four other horsemen of the apocalypse. However, unlike the Alice horsemen, these four are just centaurs that she paid to kick the shit out of non-believers. It's barbaric, but it gets results. Daniel R. Destin C, Jive G, and Earl and Kathleen L, a crew of sailors who became shipwrecked on a luxurious island during Theolus Cataclysm. They're now living out in the D&D version of Lost, except instead of the smoke monsters, they have to deal with Ren and all his relatives. Sergio Salazar, Salomon Sakarias de Sequani, Michael L, Trele the Crefe, and Jory S, Pelor's other children. Unlike the Dusk Mother, these gods are total freeloaders and are currently embroiled in a celestial war over who gets to inherit their dad's pontoon boat. Adam H, Ryan, Aaron G, Jake L, and Michael K M, the cigarette manufacturers that make Bohemian spirits, the cigarette of choice for angsty teenagers and the only cigarette Egwene smokes. Big Buck, Richard X Machina, Sam L, and Troy McSee, the devilish voices in Pendergreen's crown who are tempting him to betray the goodness growing inside him, but also are super distracting when he's trying to drive. Dom R, Josh S, Nicholas C, Austin C, and Kristen P, 
a group of Pact of the Tome warlocks who just switched to Pact of the Kindle and have never felt so light and free. Their speed is increased by 10 feet. Mike H., Matthew E., Samuel B., Okada, and Angel B., the Food Network executives who have been courting Mama Togol to release her sticky bun recipe for years and cannot believe she gave it up so easily to Moonshine. Aaron C., TJ M., the Gnome Barbarian, Trust the Traveler, Robert F., and Paul and Megan the Twins. Kid Kobold's backup dancers, who are all classically trained in doing the hands through the hair dance. Anime Intellect, Zolodolo, Nick B, and Burly T, a group of chosen knights who slept in and totally missed the apocalypse. Zolo was supposed to set an alarm, but their phone was on silent. Oh well, hopefully they'll make the next rapture. Colton B, J, CC Lulu, Aiden RH, and Robert P, Fiala's glam squad that had her doing juice cleanses to get her skin so radiant before her big apocalypse announcement. Timmy R, Aaron Sully, Blitzbrig Dimitri, Jay Dragonborn, and Zach C, the improv group who went on after Cobb and Cooter and absolutely bombed because Hard One wouldn't stop shouting corn over and over again during their set. Lucas B, Jordan L, Talith X, Mateo C, and Pupthoth, a crew of ghosts who retired to the city of Deep Hollow after starring in Pac-Man. Those sweet Pac-Man residuals will buy you a real nice corner in a haunted cave. Kaylee Elise, Barnesinator, Mick Pucks, Christian A, and Jens Christian T, a department of Shadowfell firefighters who specialize in putting out blue fires. If you ever find yourself covered in blue flame, remember their mantra, stop, drop, and holy shit, get some magic water. This fire is magic and doesn't go out when you roll. Devin W, Shanoa B, Jared E, Persephone, and Eric McD, Murph's team of DM writers who know exactly what happened to Lydia, and they're not telling you shit unless you bribe them. They're honestly super into bribes. Reese NS, Eric and Andrea B, Jay Parker, Jonathan O, and Austin MR, a team of investors who are helping Martha Togold open a sticky bun stand. Their idea of packing a thousand golds worth of Heroes Feast into each bun will surely bankrupt them before long. Stephen C, Maxwell C, Mike K, Omri M, and Callum L, a gaggle of goblins who bravely refused to bend the knee to death when he came for Ember Heaven. They were too busy hiding and shitting themselves. Scott D, Nothar the Prodigy Ranger, Mikanji, Dan, and the Red Rain, a group of dwarves helping Hard One excavate. They also have a secret training regiment at night, but they're all learning to be magicians, just a bunch of dwarves who kick ass at card tricks. Richard C, Karen T, Curtis S, Michael C, and Nathaniel P, the demonic metalsmiths who crafted the Hellfire Crown. Honestly, they made it as a joke and feel super bad about the situation they've put moonshine in and are planning on destroying it in the next episode. Thanks, gang. Real big of you. Nikki W., Andrew B., Christopher B., Nicholas P., and Kevin M., Kaka, a squadron of crow assassins known simply as the Murder Birds. Each one deals 5d10 of piercing damage per round. Unfortunately for Hard One, they're not accepting familiar applications at the moment. Raul N., I am the Atlas, Maribel, the Kitty Morphing Gnome, Joe McGee, and Meta Amps. Five dwarfins that were also hiding under the seats while Hard One carved Gemma's name into the bleachers, but were too busy making out with each other to even notice or care. Atticus C, Amy W, Luke H, Kelvin Noodles, and Grace G, a bunch of lesser wraiths in the employ of Theala. They don't have horses, but Theala did give them each a dope pair of Nike slip-ons and some electrolyte goo, so the band of boobs better watch the fuck out. Lance, Esme M, Gary J, 
Casimir the All-Knowing, and Spencer Caskbrew, Erdan's team of assistants. Unfortunately, Erdan is terrible at delegating, so they spend most of their day making coffee for no one and pretending to feed bubbles. If they survive this war, their resumes are gonna be so stacked. Eric G, Michelle O, Gay Jam, Number One Beverly Fan, Jen R, and Tingle the Bard, a team of buff elves who were inspired by Apple Scrumper's bravery and now spread her teachings in the form of a series of exercise tapes called Scrumpin' and Pumpin'. Unfortunately, they didn't pay her any royalties and are now on the run. Feldanis, Gone Off, I'm Hopeless, and Dave H, a team of adventurers led by none other than Nana Kindleaf. Their mission? Find and kill the legendary candy dragon so that they might claim his massive horde of Werther's originals. Like the candy itself, the challenge will be hard, but the reward? Oh, so sweet. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, thank you to our Council of Elders and thank all of our Patreon subscribers. Um, uh, head on over to our Patreon to listen to our short rest, our after show, and we'll catch you guys next week. Bye, sweeties. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>